Welcome to another episode of To Be Honest. I'm your host, D'Angelo Williams, and your co-host, Jake, the madman. I own a dog named Barkley Seeley. Jake, what's going on, man? You fresh off your heels from Vegas? Did you learn anything on the dating scene in Vegas that you could potentially use in Virginia, or is it just... Like the stuff that you learned on the West Coast ain't going to help you here on the East Coast. <laughs> I didn't learn anything because, as everybody knows, I'm not that guy. <laughs> so yeah. there, was yeah. a, there was nothing to learn while I was out there. I got donkeyed in poker, so that wasn't I wasn't happy about that. Uh, yeah, you know, right. Good food while I was out there. But, hey, like the girl I told you about, I actually, for the first time ever, slid into somebody's DMs and chatting back and forth. And then all of a sudden, right. she went a little cold on me. So I can't figure it out. I can't figure it out if she wants to meet in person or not. So I'm at a loss. I, I still I'm have yet pretty- to learn anything. Anything. I'm pretty sure she probably wants to meet in person. You want to meet in person because the last person I know, I knew that had an online relationship, Manti Teo found out that she wasn't real. That's what you don't want to happen to you, Jake, because <laughs> I'm pretty sure like he mourned the loss of his fake girlfriend. You don't want to be that person. Okay, I'm looking out for you. So before you but, even well, continue, this, oh, hold on, I'll even give you a little <laughs> insight to it. So, like on, on Friday, texting back and forth, and I hear from her till over the weekend. So I just waited and I uh-huh. shot her a message. Like, what was it? Uh, Sunday night, uh-huh. and it was about the fact that on Friday she said she was getting her hair done and stuff like that. And I said, "How did it turn oh, out?" And let me see a pic. But hold on. She sent me a pic and says, it looks better in person. I said, oh, is that your sly way of saying you want to get together for coffee or something? And then you are horrible at this, Jake. What are you doing? (laughs) You should have said, (laughs) yes, I would love to see it in person. You name the date and time. Well, now you screwed it. Yeah, you screwed. You know what? From here on out, when you get a message from her, forward it to me and let me respond. Because obviously, you doing it by yourself, you are really going to hinder yourself in moving forward. In this well, then thing. what you tell me? Then what do I do now? Well, at this point, do I just time, wait right now, to see if she texts. No, 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 no. You don't. You don't wait. You don't wait. This is like this is a classic case of. You know, we, we got to go old school with this because you met untraditionally. You met untraditionally, meaning you slid in her DMs on a computer so she can't see what it is you're doing. So this is your next line. Like, hey, I'm more of a traditional guy. I like meeting people out and like having drinks or, you know, drinks don't have to be alcohol. It could be coffee or it could be milk or whatever your preference <laughs> of drink is. And you say, hey, you know, I, I want I'm more of a traditional guy. I'm not that guy, We, which everybody not knows you're guy. not that guy. Right. <laughs> everybody knows you're not that guy. And you tell her, hey, I'm a traditional guy, so I'd love to, you know, uh, hang out. We can meet. You know, we can have drinks. You know, you name the place and time and I'm there because I really would okay. like to see your hair. And boom, <laughs> okay. either she's going to say no or she's going to say yes. You have nothing to lose because, I mean, you squandered the first opportunity already. Like now <laughs> it's my turn to take over. All right, I'll I'll, yeah. I'll let Can't, you craft you craft the text, send it to me, and I'll just copy and paste. This is this is I I didn't know you was this bad, Jake. I I just kind of blew you off, like ah, you know, he's just a little rusty because it's been a while. Like you're more than rusty right now. Like you're what do you like think? Well, wait, what you lack think? of a better the, term? You're here, shooting blanks. Here, here, <laughs> here's the clear. I'll give you the inside there. What do you th- when you say a little while? What do you think a little while is? Um, I'm thinking, you know, like nine, 10 months, 
Uh, oh, you're way under. So, no, no, no. Yeah. I'm, I'm way under? Way How under. long has it been, Jake? How long has no, it been? We're not discussing that. I'm just going to tell you, you're way under. <laughs> and you've never had the urge to be that guy. Uh, I'm just not that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have to classify what that is again? No, no, no. You you, you okay. don't have to. You don't have to. <laughs> I don't even know where you want to go from this. I mean, are we going straight into football? Or are we getting serious? Or where are we going? You, you know, you know. I, I, I've I've clearly lost control. So yeah, I. You know, it's okay. I'm I'm gonna help you gain control of this situation. So from now on, when you get a message from her, forward it to me, and then I'll give. This is gonna be like a. You've seen trolls, right? No, I was actually thinking. No, I haven't seen Trolls. I was so if you've of, seen uh, Trolls, no, 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 the a, Will Smith movie, the Will yeah, Smith no, movie. It's, where no, it's it, not Will Smith. It's Snitch or Justin or Timberlake. It's Justin Timberlake. It, Hitch is okay. what you're talking about. We're not talking Hitch. about Hitch. You're talking about Trolls. I'm gonna be your branch, <laughs> right? I'm gonna be your branch. I'm gonna be in your hair. I'm gonna be the guy in your ear telling you what to say while you, you know, say what it is that I'm saying. So you're gonna use my hey, words. I've but seen a lot of movies. Mouth. And all the movies, the person in the ear says stuff, and then the person who's actually saying it eventually takes it out and saying, "You know what? I'm just going to be honest, and that's what it ended up working anyway." But your your you being honest right now is not working. So we got to try something else. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't do any worse than you. I'm just, that's true. <laughs> I'm just trying to help you out. To be honest. <laughs> all right. Okay. But I'm gonna tell you about my weekend though. Okay. So okay. I, I was right. having a pretty good weekend. So obviously I won the bet. My 49ers obviously made it to the Super Bowl. I'm pretty excited about it. So on Saturday, uh, you know, me and my friends, we go out, we play darts. And I absolutely, uh, me and my friend, we absolutely destroyed the entire bar. We went nine and zero that night. Uh, I'll never forget Ooh. it. Oh, do you huh? go for 60 or do you go for the bullseye? No, 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 no. So we play cutthroat cricket is what we play. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with darts, but uh, cutthroat cricket is, uh, you know, you got to hit, you know, uh, you got to close out 20s and 19s, 18s, 17s, 15s, 16s, and then the bullseye. But you got to either hit triple. This this game would take an hour just for one person. I don't want to be playing. No, 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 no. (laughs) You sound like you're a horrible (laughs) dart player, but, you know, no, it's, it's really, I could tell. I could tell by the way you talk. Because in order for you to be really good at darts, you'd have to be that guy, and that's not you. Uh, <laughs> so I knew that coming off the rip that you, the muscle, that you wasn't a good at darts. But so we play darts. We we absolutely crush the people, uh, 9-0. And then, you know, uh, they call us back, and we, we went back up there on Monday, uh, which is going to lead me to my to-be-honest. Um, later, we go back up there on Monday, and um, – we're playing darts again, and it's me, you know, my friend. We're av- we we lose six two because we made best out of nine. I mean, best out of ten. So we lose six two, and I'm like, dang. So I pick up my phone and I'm scrolling through social media, and I see who's trending is Delonte West, and I'm like, oh snap, you know, I hadn't heard from him in a while, and, and the first my thoughts were, man, he slept with LeBron James' mom. He obviously <laughs> was that guy, right? <laughs> so I'm like. Dang, you know, I wonder what he's up to now. And so I click on the the the, the link or the, the video and I pull up. I was like, man, they did this man wrong. They found, you know, this dude out on the street that's, you know, wh- who appears to be homeless and addicted to drugs. And he looks like Delonte Rest. I kind of shrugged off. I was like, man, the Internet's a brutal place. And I keep scrolling. And they was like, no, this is Delonte West. 
And I'm like, what happened? And like, I'm scrolling through and I'm getting teary eyed. And, uh, you know, my boys was like, what's wrong, man? You know, did somebody get hurt? Did some? And I'm like, no, nah, man. I was like, did y'all see the video on Delonte West? And they was like, yeah, it's a sad situation. They was like, but I mean, I didn't know it was that side. Why are you crying? I was like, because I can see myself in him. And they was like, you're nothing like him. And I was like, no, no, I don't think you understand. I played football. I made a lot of money. He made a lot of money. He played basketball. You know, he lived out his dream. I lived out a dream. Um, you know, uh, you know, that could be me. This was the first time that I've ever been able to see myself in an athlete. And so I scrolled down and like everybody's reaching out to like the NBA and like LeBron James and stuff like that. And they was like, ah, you know, this is a clear case of, you know, mental illness. And I'm just like, whoa, 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 whoa. And I stopped right there. And I, 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 I leaned over to my boys and they was like, yeah, man, you know, the NBA really need to do something about it. And I was shocked, Jake, but I want to hear your thoughts on it. And then I'll, I'll continue my thoughts on it because it's going to be very interesting. You know, my take on this. So starting, I'll, I'll work backwards. Uh, okay. I actually, I don't think the NBA is responsible. I think I don't if the NBA. Yeah. So if the NBA wanted to, that's fine, but I don't think it should be put on the NBA because of the same thing happened to me. I don't think it should be put on the athletic to come and take care of me. I don't think it should be whatever. So the biggest thing here is that you hope that his close-knit group, whether it is family, whether it's friends from when he was playing basketball, whether it's friends in general, are the ones to help him because he obviously needs help. And I think it comes down to... What my concern of overall is I can't remember the NBA players who, who was somebody came straight out of high school or like one year in college and went overseas and they, like at the time, like lost his mind and like went crazy, spending all his money and then just his entire career went nowhere because of it. And every time you see a situation like that or this, you always think, you know, you always go to like, oh, is it a mental health thing or, you know, did they create their own problem and fall down a rabbit hole of drugs or whatever it is and Jake, no matter Jake, what it, you, yeah before what? You, before you finish i want to put this in there the definition of addiction okay. is the factor condition being addicted to a particular substance thing or activity mental health or mental illness or mental disorder is a wide range of conditions that affect the mode the thinking and the behavior there's there's different definitions of clinical depression anxiety disorder bipolar disorder all that but go ahead i just wanted yeah, to make so sure I, our, our viewers heard that and I think there's a fine line between the two of them. And I think oh, that if you look fine. at this type of situation, yeah. So it, it, the, the real answer here is, I don't know what it is for Delante. Is it, has he got himself addicted to things or is it something mentally? And I'm not saying like, this isn't necessarily sports related. It's not necessarily CTE related that a lot of people want to throw out there for football all the time. Is it just a mental health condition? I mean, I know people in extended parts of my family that had bipolar disorder that had, you know, I know people personally that have had depression and stuff like that. So I think there's always a concern in the back of my mind. I got to tell you of this entire thing though, D'Angelo, like I, I want Somebody obviously helped Delonte West. I want somebody to help anybody who's like this yes, or in a similar agreed. situation. So that's where I'm going to go. If you want to throw in a to be honest here, to be honest, I'm pissed at every single person sitting in the car watching him get his ass kicked because oh. I can't believe people are just sitting there with one dude, one. And it wasn't even like he was 
a beast and just going off on him. I mean, he stood there for a few seconds and then stomped on him. And this dude, and then people get out of your car and help somebody. It's a freaking human being, and that's what pisses me off is that all these people sitting at home saying, "Oh, NBA, go give Delonte West help," are the same people sitting in their car videoing it so they can put it on Twitter and get famous. Yeah, I I agree with you that this is what pisses me off. So I, I'm gonna break it down a little bit for 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 everybody out there. You know, I do I think addiction is a disease or a choice. I think it's a choice that leads to a disease, which then in turn leads to destructive behavior. Uh, and so that's when you walk a fine line with destructive behavior and, um, you know, mental illness. So those those exhibit the same characteristics. So, again, you know, you could be diagnosed differently. I mean, they show the same symptoms. But you could be diagnosed and in, incorrectly diagnosed, in my opinion. So with that being said, this is what really pisses me off. Uh, the same people that I've been preaching to uh, week in and week out about professional sports is not like the jobs that you work or nine to five or that you go to work to. So if you're going to compare those two, you can't burn both ends of the candle. When I say that. You can't say, hey, you know, uh, you know, the NBA is a is a job is a, is a you know, it's a it's a work of business. And then at the same time, ask that work of business to go help that person, because if it was you at your job and you fell on hard times and you was homeless, nobody's going to tell you that job that you work for to come help you. Because it's just not right. how it works in the real world. There's a lot of people. Right. The fact of the matter is and the realization is there's a lot of people that are Delonte West right now that don't have the backing of the NBA to come help them. So hearing these cries about, hey, you know, this is the NBA problem. You know, me and my wife, we was on our way in, and this is what shocked me, and this is when I knew, and this is the question I guess I'd, I, I'd have to ask you. So she was talking about Britney Spears uh, on our way there. Britney Spears had that meltdown, and they turned all her financial responsibility over to her father. And I said, well, did they do like, you know, a CAT scan on her brain or just to make sure, you know, she was suffering maybe from addiction or mental illness or something like that. And she was like, well, they didn't have to because she had a breakdown. I said, oh, OK. So then, you know, in comes Delonte West. And they was she was like, oh, that's 100 percent mental illness. And I was like, well, how do you know that? She's like, because he played basketball. So because Britney Spears doesn't have the job description of being a professional athlete or potential head trauma, then that automatically takes her out of the running of potentially having that mental illness or CTE. But then it, because Delonte West played at, played a sport, then now he's a prime candidate of having CTE or mental illness, but nobody's saying addiction, which addiction, in my opinion, is a lot stronger than all of them because that's a choice that lead to a disease. And I 100% agree with you. And I think this kind of goes back to something you asked a couple weeks ago in an episode when you said, when you see a player get in trouble with the law or get suspended, it's like, what's your first reaction? And I told you my reaction is not what probably 95% of the population's reaction is, is I want to find out what the deal is. Whereas most people, as you even said, is like, oh, here we go again. And I think that's, you're 100% right. As people see 
famous people and like you can just think about it. like when you see somebody in hollywood go down this it's basically if you put somebody from hollywood in delante west's shoes of what just happened they'd be like oh it was some type of drug addiction they got into yes. parties and blah yes. blah 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 in yes. football it's always they go to a snap decision and have this what they've already created a scenario for every single person out there instead of understanding that maybe it's mental illness maybe it's a situation where they're addicted to something that they got themselves into but no matter what it is Instead of jumping to conclusions, conclusions, how about we find out? And at the same time, if you are close enough to these people, not just them, but people in your own life, ha- try to help so this doesn't happen to normal everyday people, quote unquote. Yeah. And, and, and what's interesting, too, is, is like we see people all the time as we walk down our, our busy streets or we go into the city that, you know, that are homeless or necess- and how they got there is, you know, their drug addiction or, you know, maybe it's mental illness because we've we've seen them that have mental illness. Not one time that we want to go in our pocket, not one time that we want to snap a picture and, you know, try to send help from maybe their previous jobs or anything like that. But because we know as a country who Delonte West is, then we feel as if we need to go out of our way and get the NBA to reach out and help him. Well, the fact of the matter is this. If he doesn't want to help himself, then there's no help out here that's going to help him at all. Right. And I can tell you that firsthand as I actually have a relative who did that, didn't want to get help and didn't believe it was just whatever. He's just like, I'll, I'll do whatever and not bipolar. I forget what he had exactly. But you're right. I mean, you can only do so much. It's like the same people, you know, making the same mistakes all the time, whether it's just even money wasting their money and wasting their lives and whatever it is. If people don't want help, they don't want help, but still, still try. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it, it, it goes to show this right here. If, if you're suffering from anything, I mean, we're all fighting a battle out here that nobody knows about, whether it's addiction, whether it's mental health, whether it's, you know, uh, horrible thoughts, whatever it is, I urge you to reach out to somebody close to you or reach out to, uh, you know, somebody that can help you, not somebody that could profit off of you being sick, somebody that can actually help you. you reach out to those people. But in order for you to reach out to those people, you got to know that you need help and you got to want to you got to want help and want to change. Uh, so, yes, we urge everybody out there that that have those, you know, those horrible thoughts or you know, those addictions or whatever, you know, your recipe for disaster is uh, to reach out and get help. 100%. Couldn't have said yeah. it better. Yeah. So, Jake, I want to go to my two, be honest. Uh, okay. I know we was going to wait to the end, but before we get into any football, you know, I I, I have to say this. Uh, to be honest, and this is a question at the end for you, Jake, to be honest, in this beautiful country of ours, this is what I love about the United States of America. We are free to choose and say and do whatever it is we want to do. Uh, the ramifications may be, you know, potential jail time, potential death. But most of the time, you know, the repercussions of you saying something that everybody or doing something that people don't like is, you know, we get on the Internet and we type up and. And, you know, we 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 discuss our displeasures for what it is you do. That's what I love about this country. You know, our rights end when somebody else rights begin. That's what I love about this country. So with that being said, we again, we could talk about anything that we want to talk about in this country and people can form their opinion however they want to form their opinion. 
This is my question to you here at the end after I finish making this statement. We all understand that Colin Kaepernick took a knee uh, in his protest. And a lot of people, he said he was protesting uh, for social injustice for, you know, minorities in this country. Correct. A lot of people saw it. A lot of people saw it as him disrespecting the flag. I totally understand, you know, both aspects of that it's okay however everybody feel about that but this is what triggered me to bring this as my to be honest i just want you to help this make sense to me jake okay because i i'm i'm sitting in a, the athlete's position here and i i i'm i'm not a i'm not a caucasian american so i it's it's, it's tough for me to to understand you know from your eyes so i'm gonna get your opinion on it not necessarily as a, but as a, a a white man in this country, the same people that was pissed off that he took a knee on the American flag on Martin Luther King's birthday posted happy Martin Luther King that he stood for what was right. He was nonviolent. I was blown away because I'm like, what's the difference between him and Cap? So you want the answer? Yeah, like I, I couldn't, I for the life of me, I couldn't understand. Jake, I was blown away. I was literally <laughs> both nonviolent protests, both of them fighting for equality, social justice. Like there's, there's no difference. No, like, so I, I, I'll tell I you why. Been, I, 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 I understand both sides. Mind, of it. Jake, it, it, that, help me understand both sides. That's why I wanted. To so know. I, I, I have no I, problem with it. I just want to know. Like I just want to understand. So I'm in Virginia Beach, which is right next to Norfolk, which is the biggest naval base on the East Coast. So it might okay. even be the United States. So I have a lot of okay. military here. Okay. And so I have a lot of people who are, are military and are, see both sides of it as well, who aren't upset with it, but are upset with it. It's It just simply comes down to what you said. You said it in part of your setup with the whole situation with Kaepernick is that he chose to do it during the national anthem. Now, I mean, people out there can say, really, do we need to do the national anthem before every single sports game ever? You know, is it kind of like, hey, like this should be like kind of more of a special occasion type of thing, like for the Super Bowl, whatever. That doesn't matter. Like whatever take you want on the national anthem doesn't matter. Whatever you want to take what you want on, whether it should be a flag out there, whatever, take your hat off, whatever. That's not the issue is that the people who are offended by it were offended when he chose to do it. Like if he would have taken a knee and during the coin toss or, you know, during when they're shaking hands or if, you know, like that, there's a good example when you got thrown out there by with, with the Tomlin situation, if you would have went out to the middle of the field, got on his knee and refused to shake hands and take part in the whatever it was, I guarantee you wouldn't have as much backlash as you do because I, people saw it as disrespecting the flag, whether or not he is. And I don't think he was. And I agree with you. And I don't think it should be seen that way. That's how people saw it. So. That's why I can see both sides because they're coming from the, hey, you're disrespecting America by making your stance, even though your stance has really nothing to do with it. Yeah, I I was blown away. I was like, dude, you literally you it was like three days ago when you said, um, uh, you know, I can't believe, you know, Kaepernick, you know, and and, and let's just be honest, Jake, uh, because that's the name of our show. Um, Nobody likes a protest. Like, it doesn't matter what you're protesting <laughs> against. Like, just the word protest in itself 
angers people, right? Like if even I don't like something or, you know, well, well go back to go do like everybody has, you know, their thoughts and everybody was raised different. We understand that. We get that. I, I totally understand. I, I just like it doesn't situation doesn't matter to me because whether you meant to do it or you didn't mean to do it, the fact that you did it is the is the problem. Right. That's what that's why I try to see right. things. The fact that you did it is a problem. So if you, there was a lot of people that didn't like Dr. Martin Luther King, uh, contrary to popular belief, there was a lot of people because if they did like him, he would be alive today. He wouldn't have been assassinated. So with that right. being said, you know, there it's was people that didn't like ways. Right. Uh, people probably thought there was better ways for him to protest, even though he was doing it in a nonviolent way, saying, hey, you know, you shouldn't do this protest here. You shouldn't do this speech here. You shouldn't. This is the fact of the matter. You know, slavery, that's a part of my history. Um, you know, the KKK, that's a part of my history. Everything that goes on in America, whether you're black, white, green, orange, yellow, that is a part of your history because we are Americans. I totally understand that. What bothers me is, is that we lose sight of the fact that we're Americans and we try to differentiate like, oh, I'm taller than you. Oh, you're darker than me to make ourselves either feel better than the next person where, in fact, we're all the same. Me, you and everybody else, I mean, we're a couple bad decisions or decisions in general from being Delante West. We're also a couple decisions away from being, you know, uh, the CEO of Apple or making, you know, 15, 20, 30 million dollars a year. It just depends on, you know, who's guiding our steps and how we're going to get there. That's why also it, a couple it, quick decisions away from being single at home doing a sports analysis show. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> why you pet your dog, right? <laughs> right, but th but but that's that's what I'm saying. That's that's what I love about being in our country is because you know there's a wide variety of things that you can be in. There's a wide variety of things that you can do. There's a wide variety of things you can support. So with that being said, like my question again to you was, and you answered it. Thank you so much. Is I just couldn't. I it blew my mind because. I was thinking like, OK, if 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 you're not for Kaepernick and, you know, he's said it to he's blue in the face like, oh, I am not doing this. I'm doing this for social injustice. You know, there, there's eerie similarities to him and MLK as it relates to the nonviolent protests, uh, what he's standing for or what he's kneeling for. And, you know, the fact of the matter is, is, again, protests are all bad. Uh, not all bad, but bad in some instances to certain people. It doesn't matter, you know, what it is that you do. That's that was my to be honest. I know we got to get into football. And with that being <laughs> said, did you see the, the the public publication where they said that the 49ers haven't been in the Super Bowl since 1994? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, they uh, verified account. And then, you know, people were complaining because they was like, hey, they was in the Super Bowl in 2012. You know, that yeah. was the Kaepernick led 49ers. So what they're trying to do, and, and I don't know if they're trying to do this. I, I don't know if it was just an honest mistake. Uh, but in this digital age, honest mistakes don't go unnoticed, uh, <laughs> whether it's honest or not. Right. So, you oh, know, trust it, me, it, I know. 
<laughs> right, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They said in '94, and it was like, "Whoa, they was." Just- hey, D'Angelo, you want you want my side of the life? If you want, if you want people to get outraged over nothing real quick, misspell yeah. one word in a three thousand word article. Just do it. Oh just yeah, no, I know. I, I, I've been there. I, I've been there. They, it, it ain't even got to be that. And, and Twitter doesn't allow you to like, you know, go in and and redo things. Uh, there's no, tweet. there's no, yeah, there's no edit button on Twitter, and then you know you go down and everybody missed that, and they just. They want to show you that you're wrong as opposed to just yeah. receiving the message, right? <laughs> the well actually I, world. <laughs> right. I, I get that. So I I guess is this is this the NFL's way of trying to rid themselves of what Kaepernick brought to the table outside of football? I don't know if it was intentional or it's just an honest mistake, honestly. That's I, I don't know. But we don't we don't we don't get that benefit of the doubt, Jake. No, we don't. <laughs> But right, see, so you know why, me. Why you I try allow, to give everybody the benefit. I try to give everybody the benefit I know. of the doubt. I, I I know you do. I know you do. That's what that's what I love about you, Jake. That's what I love about you, and that's why I, I transitioned it, like, it. I've also been there. Like I'm just thinking, like, what if it was just thrown down the line, and some random intern was putting things together and just wasn't paying attention, and just threw it together and made the announcement and said that whole thing, and then you know, you just never know, and that's why, like, like I said, the benefit of the doubt. Now, if they want to double down on it, that'd be another story. Yeah, yeah, but that's 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 it was interesting because I was, I was waiting on you know the last time we had been to the Super Bowl, and it was like '94, and I was like, nah, I'm pretty sure <laughs> we got pretty- blasted in the Super Bowl when Cap was the quarterback, but. I my mean, biggest okay. issue is did, did did you see Joe Montana tweeting about winning the Super Bowl? My my biggest issue is why the hell are his jerseys and his pants so damn wrinkled up in his his setup <laughs> behind him? Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, I did see it. That aggravated hey, the all, living hell out of me. <laughs> first of all, you gonna get off my damn quarterback. You don't want me to to you. That's my quarterback. <laughs> all right, I told that, you I don't that, like him. Yeah, why don't you like Montana? Because he made me feel like a fool in my first interview ever. I no, you I told you the story. I mean, did he make you feel like a fool? Was it a foolish thing you did? And then later, I mean, it could have. Like, oh, that look, was a rookie look, mistake. It could have been both, but I think he's also experienced enough to have seen. So, all right, we'll do a real quick version because we got to talk about the 49ers. So we'll stick okay. with him. The the here's the quick version. The quick version is this is one of my first years, probably the first year working in sports radio. I'm still in my early 20s out of college. I am super nervous because we get the announcement, hey, Joe Montana's doing his foundation locally. Do you want to send somebody to interview? And they said, yeah, we'll send Jake. So I'm headed in there <laughs> trying to plan out my questions to a T beforehand, uh, knees shaking, probably sweat running down my back. I tried to come up with a question to make me feel more loose and get him more loose because as you always hear is like, you know, start off with a joke or something like that. So Joe Montana doesn't have a nickname. And so I went in and I said, hey, we don't really have a nickname for you. There had to be something they called you in high school or college that we've just never known. And he looks at me dead in the face. I know I probably was shaking my hands while I'm talking to him and just goes, nope. And left it. Nothing. Dead air. Nope. Dead air. Nothing. Just stare me straight in the face. And so, yes, it got even worse. And I don't you even disliked remember. disliked him from that? Yes, because I don't even remember the rest of the interview. I don't remember oh, what I asked him after that. Stop it, because I, I do not picture you as just that type a blur. of person. Are you I, serious? No. But he told you the yes. truth. 
he told me the truth, but he could have at least expounded. He could. I know there he could have seen expound how nervous. On. There was nothing. I to know a hundred percent. He could tell how nervous I was. Bro, All what does that do mean? What is that? You want you Look. want him to do your job for you? Hey, we just started. No, no, no. We just started off the show of understanding when people are in tough situations and trying to lend a helping hand. I got to tell you where I am today and where I am from that day one where I interviewed him. Hey, I'm not saying I'm on your level at all, but I still find it interesting today, D'Angelo, that there's people in the industry that are like, oh, I'm super excited to meet you. And every time I hear that, I'm like, really? It's just me. But I've seen people be nervous. I know what it yeah. feels like. You could have so you you help helped. You help them out. Yes. So, you so Joe Montana to this day made me feel oh. like an idiot. And now, yes, I don't like Joe Montana for that. <laughs> that is unbelievable, bro. All he said was no. Then that was you exactly. supposed to come back and be like, yeah, you were supposed to come back and say something. It sounds like you're holding a grudge. Let it go. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make sure we're going to reenact this thing. I'm going to get Joe Montana to come back. I'm going to have a chat. I'm going to have a talk with him. See if I can't get him <laughs> to redo this conversation. So will it change your perception of how you view Joe Montana if he was to come back and give you the interview that you wanted? No, because the interview is already done. He got the interview he wanted. I don't. I, I'm assuming. I have no idea what to ask them. I told you. I don't remember that. So let's talk about your 49ers. Yes, they made it. They're in the yes. Super Bowl. This, We're going to win the you, Super Bowl. What you call? And I'm going to tell you exactly. How, I'm going to tell you how the Super Bowl is going to go. Do you remember the Seattle Seahawks and the Denver Broncos? Stan I thought you were going to say Steelers. Yes, I remember that. No, 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 no. You you remember how Seattle just beat the shit out of them, and it was it wasn't even a game of half. That's exactly. <laughs> you what really this is think gonna they're going to do that to this I, Chiefs I'm offense? I'm I'm telling you that that's what they're going to do to this Chiefs offense, and here's why: matchups. So and 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 I'm finna, I'm gonna go over the whole weekend for you. The 49ers <laughs> did what the Tennessee Titans should have done. I told you that the Tennessee Titans' only hope of winning was if they ran the ball. They got away from running the ball, even being up 10-0 at one point, 17-0. They got away from that, and they put it in Tannehill hands. And you and I both know that Tannehill is not the quarterback that they thought he was. Uh, so that essentially took the game right out of their hands. Uh, the the Tennessee Titans hands and put it in the Kansas City Chiefs hands and they did it the best. This is what I mean by matchups. The the Chiefs love to throw the ball. We got the number one defense versus the pass. It's the same right. way if you look at Seattle when they played the Denver Broncos. All the Broncos had to do was run the ball. When they stopped running the ball and started throwing it, it was pick sixes and like Peyton Manning had his worst day as a professional that day and everybody was like oh he's done he's done he's it's over with and a couple of years later he ended up winning the Super Bowl again not because he threw the ball but because he did what he should have did the first time and just hand the damn ball off and let his defense play defense that's how I know for a fact that the 49ers will win this game and they go win it hands down because all that time that Mahomes normally has he's not gonna have that Bosa's not giving them enough time to do that that defense the way we're calling our defense right now and the blitz packages and the way that uh you know we line up on these receivers it, it's gonna be interesting uh the only the only uh the only worry that I have is that I pray that our defensive coordinator smart enough to know that Richard Sherman cannot shadow kill. You cannot you, you just can't do that. That speed difference is 
it's it's mesmerizing from a standpoint. I'm, I'm going to put the young guy on him and I'm going to let, you know, Richard Sherman shut down the other side of the field. So now I can call my defenses to the side that he's throwing the ball on or away from the side he's throwing the ball on because I can control one side of the field. If I can control one side of the field, I can beat you. And that's how we go. Well, that's the good news is that he they they don't use him to shadow. So that hopefully they don't change and get into their own head and screw that up for this game. But let me ask you this for for this situation here. There's two questions. One is if the Chiefs are able to put points on the board, do you think your quarterback and Jimmy Garoppolo has enough on his own to keep the pace? Well, I think the that's thing. the biggest I, question. Well, it's a big question because he hadn't had to do that all year. Uh, he hadn't because well, the defense he's, has been he's that, had three big games twice against the Cardinals and once against the Bengals and for everybody out there that doesn't know that's just a casual fan I'm not talking down to you but the Chiefs pass defense is actually pretty dang good and people don't realize that that's why I say that because people assume that the Chiefs defense sucks their run defense does their run defense is just abysmal but their yeah, pass defense is actually pretty that. good did you see us run the ball last week oh, of course and so okay. All right, so you're you're you you admit you have a little bit of concern with Jimmy Garoppolo. So let me ask I, you. I do have a little concern there, but we with that. That's the thing. If the Denver Broncos can win a Super Bowl with Peyton Manning with with one arm, uh, a half <laughs> an elbow, and a big ass head, I know for a fact that and a cyborg win. neck. Don't forget that's about what that. I'm saying. Like yeah, like an artificial <laughs> neck. I know for a fact that we have enough to get this done and we have enough to get it done at a big level. Richard Sherman was on that team when, you know, they beat the 49ers uh, in, was that Seattle where, you know, he knocked down the ball and he was like, you know, Amari Cooper. Yeah. And, and you know, your boy. Receiver. Yeah. 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 That was your the Super boy Bowl Cam right Chancellor. There. Yeah. So now, you know, moving over now, like he has an opportunity to do the same thing and Richard Sherman and the rest of the the old heads, if they want to, can ride off in the sunset. And Jimmy Garoppolo can look back at New England and say, ha ha, told you so. And literally all he did was hand the ball off. Because right, that's so what two he more sub-questions on this. So yeah. one is, and I'm going to save the bigger one for a second. So quick version one, just a quick, do you have any thoughts on why Bienemy is not getting a lot of attention for head coaching position? Do you think that it's is he not calling the plays? Is he just kind of like reads assistant like hey like his confidant almost to speak or like I, or can you explain why or do you think it's a race thing i mean that's a legitimate question we so, can ask here yeah it's a it's a legitimate question uh so the rooney rule is you know given african americans yeah it's a it's a joke all you have to do is interview you know, a couple of black I'll tell uh, you what, coaches. D'Angelo, the only reason the whole Marvin Lewis situation with the Cowboys came through was because of the Rooney rule. I'll say that 100%, right. I believe. Yes, that. yes, it was It was 100%. Yeah, that's what, it's all smoke and mirrors. Hey, as long as I interview you, you know, bring you in, it's protocol. You know, hey, you know, ha, 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 shake the hands. You know, high five the wife and kids. Say, you know, we really want you. <laughs> and then, boom, you know, we hire Mike McCarthy because he's the best fit for us. Uh yeah, that's that's it. I this is what I was hanging my hat on. I knew for a fact I was like, dude, the Browns are smart. They're gonna wait. They're gonna wait. They're gonna get Eric Bannemi because he's gonna be the 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 right coach for it. You know, whether just thinking from the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. Even if you really, 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 you know, uh want somebody like Reed and you can't get him because obviously, you know, he's the head coach there, then you know like he's 
you know, even if he's making the calls or not making the calls, he's close enough to bring that type of culture to your offense and to your team. Because let's be honest, the Browns offense has been the laughing stock of the NFL. And this guy is an offensive coordinator. Why not hire him? But what do you do? You go to Minnesota and get their OC? What has he done? <laughs> like, what has he proven? Like, what he, he what what has he done? What is he who who is he made better? He made, uh, he made Kirk better? Cousins look he made Kirk Cousins look adequate? Question no, no, mark? No, no, no. Who he made no the contract Kirk Cousins signed made him look adequate because <laughs> he just looked like an average damn quarterback to me. But then you look at a guy like Mahomes and what he's doing in Kansas City. So that's why I was holding my I was banking my hat on. I was like, ah, you know, the Browns are smart, they're really smart. But then, you know, you look at the New York Giants hire, and you know, I told you I praised them because it was smart that they got him. But now looking at Eric Bannamy not having a job right now or need even a interview or even you know, being strongly considered. Now I look at their special teams coach job and I'm just like, how the hell did that even happen? Like, how did the Giants <laughs> even sign this guy? Uh, because if you. I'm an OC, uh, if I'm an OC, I'm not going to take an OC job with somebody else. Hell, I'm in the Super Bowl. You know, and 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 that's what's crazy right now. Eric Benemy being in the Super Bowl is the best thing to happen for him because now he's busy. You know, he's still working. Everybody out, out on the outside you know, whether you're black, white, green, or yellow, don't understand why he doesn't have a job or why he didn't even get an offer. But there's coaches out there that are quote unquote proven that hadn't won shit that is getting all these opportunities. And you're just like, dude, this guy right here is going to the Super Bowl. He's busy. We get it. We understand. But then in the offseason, you know, what do we do? Because we already know the Carolina Panthers are not going to be where they need to be. It's going to be a couple years or even longer before they get to where they need to be. You got a special teams coach in New York, so their special teams are going to be top-notch. You guys are probably going to have nine or ten uh, returns for touchdowns next year because your head coach is a special teams guru, and you're going to have more special team periods than you do offense-defense periods. And then you look at the, you know, the Browns and the, and the and the Giants, they're going to be in the same situation that they was, you know, this year and the years to come because they haven't they didn't make any upgrades. Like you think Mike McCarthy is the answer for you in in, in Dallas? Come on, man. You think the Minnesota Vikings offensive coordinator is the answer for you in Cleveland? You can't hire Eric Bannamy. If I'm him, I'm not going to take an OC job somewhere else. I don't give a damn how much money you offer me. I got Patrick Mahomes. I can literally <laughs> sit back, call what the hell I want to call, and he going to make me look good. That's even oh, if you think I, I call plays. Look. I th I thought the same thing because the Browns had no pressure because they had the pickings of the rest. So I, I that oh, one, that dude. one baffles me. So here's one, and I want to see if this one might get under your skin because this is specifically for running backs. So this is the last one before we move on to one more thing and then get out of here for today. But it's Raheem Mostert's success for your 49ers. and yes. here's where I'm going to come with this, D'Angelo. So Raheem Mostert went bananas. Uh, yes, I've said, I think this to you before, and I know I've said it on my own podcast several times is I still find it fascinating that Kyle Shanahan has been a long as around as long as he has. And people haven't been able to figure out how to stop his running backs. It doesn't matter who he puts back there. And that's the question I want to put to you, D'Angelo. I don't know if you've seen this because I know you try to stay away from this, but there's the analytics world. That's all of a sudden really heavy with football these days talking about, you know, points per expected touch and blah, 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 and this, that. And there's been this real, and this is the one I don't know if you've seen, you might have, but over this past year, there's been this big campaign for quote unquote 
running backs don't matter because it doesn't matter if you're Saquon Barkley. I hear it. It doesn't matter if you're Saquon Barkley and it doesn't matter if you're freaking Wayne Gallman. It doesn't matter who you are because if you're in the right system, if you're used the right way, it doesn't matter. Any running back can do anything in the right situation. And I want you to give your opinion on that and especially how it appeal, uh, you know, goes with Raheem Mostert and his success with the 49ers. To all the, the, the people out there, men, women, uh, in some cases, children, uh, and, you know, some cases, some older people or old people that think running backs don't matter, you can go fuck yourself because the <laughs> 49ers would not be in the situation they're in right now had it not been for Moster in that running game. Because even when he came out, when Tevin came in, he still didn't move the ball the way that Moster was moving the ball because his running style – really has adapted and they've really adopted his type of run style in that offense and is hold very on before effective. you go any further i want to jump in because here's you're going to be your counter argument again i'm playing devil's advocate i don't believe it for okay a second. you could yeah this is the counter argument d'angelo raheem mostert's undrafted this is exactly yes. why they don't matter is because somebody like him can have this success there's your pushback that you're going to get yeah, and, and I totally get that because the same situation that the running backs are going through, the quarterbacks should be going through because all the quarterbacks that we mentioned, we talked about this last week, that I named, that was number one picks overall and you know some potentially selected in the first round, none of them panned out versus the ones that did pan out. But yet you don't see a quarterbacks don't matter type situation. So, you know, they put us in the box. I totally understand that. I get it. You know, it's just like the coaching situation. Everybody's pissed off that uh, the head coach in Carolina got so much money. Uh, and now they got to pay coaches this X amount of money because they're the first one and they paid a rookie, you know, $10 million a year. So now we got to pay all these coaches these exponential amount of money. Like other other 31 teams are pissed off. That's how they was with the running back. When Adrian Peterson got his deal, they was like, dude, y'all are really pushing these damn numbers really high. So now our highest paid on our team now is our quarterback and our running back. And that's a liability because if one of them get hurt, we got this Ferrari sitting in the garage with a flat tire. Yet again, we driving our Bentley and stuff. But if that one go down, we got to go to the, uh, the, the Hyundai Sonata or the damn uh, <laughs> Nissan Maximum that doesn't quite get the firepower that we need. However, so with that being said, uh, you saying that the pushback, the pushback can come. Hey, you know, get us in the fourth round. Get us in the first round. Get us in the seventh round. Get us in free agent. But once you get us and we show you our worth, pay us. That's all we're saying. We're not telling you to pay us before you, we give you the product. We're telling you to pay us after you get the product. That's how we work as running backs. Quarterbacks, they want you to pay them before they go out and they perform. Because they may not perform how you want them to perform, but yet they got their money. When we get our money, we earned our money. We get it right after the big year that we have. And I hope that Moster's up next year. Is he up next year? I don't think so. I think Breed is up. Right. But I think Breed is a restricted free agent. Yeah, but he's going to get some nice coins, though. Just him, <laughs> you know, uh, King Henry, he's going to get some nice coins. because Not because... Uh, and and Coach Tomlin used to say this all the time, not because they're rushing for two and three or 150 yards in football games, not in the regular season. It's the fact that they're rushing for 200 yards 
and 150 yards in very, very significant games in very, very significant, significant and somewhat limited opportunities because, you know, the 32 carries and the 34 carries that um, that King Henry got in the playoffs. And I'm calling him King Henry because he earned that name. Uh, the King Henry got he didn't get those in the regular season. In fact, they didn't give him the ball enough. They had to wait to like, oh, we can lean on this guy now. Same thing with Mostert. We can lean management. on this guy. <laughs> yeah, this crazy, right? Like you get load management in 16 games. Like the NBA is really starting to bleed over in all sports, right? But that, that's what it is. Like give us the ball. Let us earn our money. What they try to do is they try to take the ball out of our hands so we can't earn our money so they can keep that dollar amount down. Hey, let's keep the money in the quarterback situation because we the quarterback is normally, you know, our captain. The quarterback is normally who everybody listens to. But you know what? I'm going to tell you just like this. If I go to the Tennessee Titans and Tannehill say something and Derrick Henry say something, I ain't going to hear what the hell Tannehill got to say. Bro, you terrible. I'm not even listening to you. You don't, you're not even the quarterback of this team. It's Derrick damn Henry. He threw more damn touchdowns than you did in the playoffs. Hell, that this is what I'm thinking. But again, I'm biased. I'm a running back. I'm gonna listen to the running backs over the quarterbacks anyway, because you're not getting the ball off if they blitz and we don't pick it up. We outside of the quarterback, we are the second in charge in terms of, you know, if the quarterback gonna actually get the ball off. Cause when they blitz, we got the help somewhere, whether it's chipping a guy or picking up a guy that's blitzing. We normally fix the mistakes of the offensive lineman and sometimes the quarterback because he doesn't always remember to play. <laughs> oh, I'm super biased good. as it relates to this, Jake. I I get so pissed when people like they treat us like kickers, bro. Because I don't think kickers matter. Uh, I don't think they matter oh, until they, they matter. They but don't. yeah, that's what I'm saying. They they either gonna cost you a game or they gonna somewhat win hey, you a I game. Uh, I, and I don't think they don't win you a you game because much. the offense the the offense put them in position. To kick the oh, ball. No, and, you know how I feel. Kickers don't matter because kickers only have. Here's how you know: if the offense fails to do their job, is the only time kickers matter. That's right. the only time. Uh, <laughs> and I, agree. I was just going to close it on this though. I was going to say, you know what? Really, kind of get under your skin and piss you off is the fact that people use you for the argument. That uh, I know, I get that. I, I get that all the time. <laughs> Look, because you know what you get. You get your name gets thrown out there because they go, "You see what he was able to do when Le'Veon Bell went down." And they but they forget this. You. Let, let me. I, I got to make sure I let everybody know this. And this, this is coming from me, D'Angelo Williams. This is coming from me. For all of you out there that use me as the scapegoat on why running backs don't matter, you can kiss my ass because I was a starter in Carolina for eight years. Eight years. I got hurt my ninth year. I end up getting let go, and I signed with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I was a starter. Six man in the NBA since we talked about, you know, that bleeding over. I was a six man coming off the bench averaging 20, 30 points a game. So I very well could have been the starter. And I I did my job as such. So for all of you using me as a scapegoat, you can kiss my ass.